Welcome in everyone to Football Friday, presented by Angels Alive. What a loaded show we have today, Chris. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> a lot of trades went down this week. Tuesday through today has just been loads of news, releases, re-signings, trades, franchise tags, everything going on. Uh, and there's still more rumored trades and stuff that haven't happened yet, so. Yeah, yeah, Look for at sure. Saquon Barkley specifically. And uh, we're going to break it all down uh, and then end with our, our mock draft. We have to do three teams today, the Seahawks, Browns. We got to redo the number nine pick. Ravens. Um, but, yeah, I'm sipping on – I got some Bud Lights here. Uh it's officially spring break for me, so nice, good time. <laughs> uh, all right, so let me uh, before we get into uh, NFL news. I forgot to re recopy that slide. That's fine. We don't need the background. It's okay. Actually, you know what? Yep, we can do the background. There we go. Um, all right. So, starting off, we're going to do a f- franchise tag summary here. So, we already said about some people that got tagged earlier um, on the Monday show. I cannot recall who those people were at this point. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, we had five more guys get tagged by the Tuesday 4 p.m. Eastern deadline. Um, mm-hmm. Buccaneers wide receiver Chris Godwin, Packers wide receiver Devontae Adams, Dolphins tight end Mike Gesicki, Cowboys tight end Dalton Schultz, and surprisingly enough, Jaguars left tackle Cam Robinson for his second tag. Uh, yeah. That one was shocking. I didn't even think about Gesicki when we were talking about who could potentially still get tagged on, on Monday. Um, so I didn't even... I, I had thought about him, but I, I was just like... At that point, I was like... I was kind of hoping he wouldn't be, because as a Jets fan, I was hoping that the tight end market would be a little bit more... Uh, a little bit more uh, talented than it is right now. <laughs> yeah. And Gasicki was a nice target, but... Oh, well. Yeah, I mean, I... I probably didn't think about him because I haven't heard I hadn't heard anything about him this offseason about potentially getting tagged. All the other guys I had, I had heard yeah. stuff about them potentially getting tagged, but Gasicki I didn't. Um, so that one came as a shock to me. But yeah, J- the Cam Robinson thing also was. Does that change the draft now for the Jags at one? Um, I mean, it it definitely could because I mean. They're, they've been mocked with Evan Neal for 99% of the drafts. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, do you draft Neal and put him at the other tackle spot still? Or do you now go with Hutchinson? Yeah, that's – well, in terms of betting – 
Uh, I know Hutchinson has now become the favorite uh, for the number one pick. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think they should still go tackle. Um, you can never have enough quality offensive linemen, as evidenced mm-hmm. by the Bengals. Um, and, you know, they can just play Cam Robinson on the tag again this year and let him go next year and move Neil to the left tackle. Mm-hmm. Or, in my hopes, uh, I hope Equanu goes number one, so I win money. Uh, <laughs> getting that value there that I got for him. Uh, but, yeah, it definitely makes number one more interesting now that the Jags did that. Yeah. And all the uh, mock drafts, or not all, but a lot of the mock drafts that I've seen after Robinson got the tag, I've seen Neil start slipping even as far as, like, the number seven pick to the Giants. So, mm-hmm. yeah. If he doesn't go number one to Jag to the Jaguars, it's anybody's guess where he goes. Yeah. Now, uh, I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll see what the uh, mock draft simulator has for us later mm-hmm. on with uh, the Jags at one. Um, I don't know, but they're going to have Kyle Hamilton going too to the Lions, like <laughs> they have. So we All got right. that one for sure. Let's get into the trades. So first up is. The big one. The 2022 version of Matthew Stafford, except even bigger. Uh, technically, the, the the Lions got three first-round picks for Stafford. But but there's more pieces in this. Yeah. Seven total... Uh, no. Eight. Eight total pieces, as you put it, uh, included in this trade for the Seahawks. So they get... Quarterback Drew Locke. Tight end Noah Fant, his favorite target. Defensive lineman Shelby Harris, who is touted as a big locker room guy and leader in Denver. Um, The number nine overall pick this year. The number 40 overall pick this year. Um, A fifth round pick. Don't have the number on that yet. Waiting on compensatory selections to get dished out. Um, A 2023 first round pick and a 2023 second round pick. Broncos get Russell Wilson. And the Seahawks' fourth-round pick this season, uh, or this upcoming draft. Yeah. So I I don't like this trade at all for the Broncos. I mean, yes, they are they were a good team outside of the quarterback position this past season, but they just traded away their entire future and a lot of their current stars that they had too. And I mean, two of them at least: Noah Fant and Shelby Harris. They were two up-and-coming stars that they had. And, I mean, I'm sure Russell Wilson would have liked to have a guy like Fant to throw to when he got here. I know he has all these other targets that he's going to have in Denver, but I don't know. I just I think that they way overpaid for Russell Wilson here. Yeah. Especially since Russell Wilson's on the second half of his career here and most likely on the decline. So... So he's on. He's under contract for two more years. He's thirty-three right now. He'll, he'll turn thirty-four no, November twenty-ninth. Uh, so still in prime age for quarterbacks, considering how long quarterbacks have been playing now. Um, contract the next two seasons. Uh, this year, 
19 million dollar salary, 5 million dollar uh roster bonus and uh 2023 22 million salary and uh 5 million dollar roster bonus. So a uh 24 million dollar cap hit this year, 27 next year. Relatively good numbers for the Broncos to have on their books. Mm-hmm. And they came into the move uh this trade with Right around forty-two million in cap space. I'm not sure exactly where they're at now, with Locke Fant and Harris off the books. Plus, with trading all these picks, you know, three of those picks, it takes out of their um, rookie pool that they have to account for in their cap, uh, and they only added a fourth-round pick, which is not. You know, not even close to what the nine overall second round pick and the fifth round combined are. So, yeah, I mean, even with Wilson, um, you know, they'd be eighteen million. I would probably think they're somewhere around twenty two to twenty five million still uh, in cap space. So not the greatest, but. Um, right in the middle of the league, I believe, somewhere. Yeah, there. somewhere like that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that gives them the chance to possibly reunite with a familiar face with Von Miller. Because, um, I, I mean, I heard rumors earlier in the week that even Miller said something about uh, possibly wanting a homecoming. So, I don't know yeah. if they're going to try to make that happen. But Yeah, I mean, they need linebackers. Um I've been saying that all along about the Broncos. There's some good ones that we'll talk about that are on the market now. Uh, one in particular that we'll talk about got released. Um, the Russell Wilson also made history with this trade. He is now going to be the first ever quarterback to start mm-hmm. for a team that he beat in the Super Bowl um, mm-hmm. in NFL history. So that's an interesting nugget there. <laughs> yeah, oh. Not that it's going to happen, but that would be crazy if he then leads the Super Bowl or leads the Broncos to the Super Bowl against the Seahawks and beats the Seahawks. Again, that's not going to happen because the Seahawks are that bad. But yeah, that'd be kind of fun to see. Um, and also with the cap from <clears throat> the Seahawks side of it, um, in terms of Russell Wilson's contract. He was set to count $37 million against the cap for them. Um, they save $11 million this season, but they take on $26 million in dead cap space. That's the second highest ever um, for a team to eat dead money. Obviously, Carson Wentz trade, $33.8 million for Philadelphia was what they took on, was the most. So, yeah, I mean, and so let's talk about Drew Locke. You know, (laughs) that the Drew Locke thing, everyone's kind of like, yeah, Drew Locke sucks. And, yeah, I was a big uh, Drew Locke person going into last season. I thought he he was going to have a good season last year. Didn't work out. But. I mean, he still has potential, and now it's a, another opportunity 
Uh, I don't know how they're going to play it, if they're going to make it an open competition between him and Geno Smith or not, uh, or if they're going to draft the quarterback at number nine, if they're going to go and try to find one on the veteran market for you know, this season at least, and then draft one next year with the extra first-round pick that they'll have. They could also draft one of the later guys in this draft too, similar to what they did with Wilson. Not yeah. that that ever really works out, but there are some quality quarterbacks in like the second or third round in this draft. So yeah, I mean, forty, you could, you could maybe strong get, maybe get one, um, depending on how many go in the first. Uh, God, man, these teams are still not gonna hit the over unless they start hitting some shots like that. The beautiful three ball. Thank you, UAB. I need three points in a, a minute and 40 seconds. <laughs> Hopefully. Might have. Uh, but, but with this trade, though, with sending Wilson to the Broncos, the AFC West is about as stacked at the quarterback position as I've ever seen a division. Like, I don't remember the last time where all four teams had – I'd say probably a top 12 quarterback in the yeah. league. And I think um, I said it the when this went down, the AFC West is probably going to be the first ever division to put all four teams in the playoffs. Um, like, Mark no, had, what, like Mark had with the Either the, the Raiders West. or the Chargers are going to mess it up because they always do. This well, is how we got into the situation at the end of the season last last year when – the Chargers and Raiders had to just tie to go in. And, of course, one of them had to screw it up. Yeah. And you look at it, it's funny how it has shifted because the NFC West used to be, you know, the division, uh, the power division. And now it's flipped over to the other conference, the AFC West, and the AFC in general, obviously. We've been talking about it all along, how, how weak at quarterback the NFC is. Um as a conference overall. Um, and, I mean, you're just adding another quarterback to the AFC pool with this one. Mm-hmm. So, And not that he's a powerhouse, but there could be another NFC quarterback on the move to the AFC soon, too, with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. But we do have one that's more than likely going to move out of the AFC in Deshaun Watson, um, which we'll talk about. But, uh, yeah, Russell Wilson trade massive massive trade for draft implications and both franchises we'll see how uh what the seahawks do obviously we're gonna give them some new pieces coming up at the end of the show okay next trade another quarterback it's it it was so crazy though how this stuff went down it was one each day each day you were just like all right what's gonna happen next and it's continued to today you know so we still got stuff going on so, uh, I don't know. I don't know if the weekend can hold up or not, but we'll see. Uh, all right. The Colts, one and done for Carson Wentz in Indianapolis. Going back to the NFC East, Washington Commanders acquiring quarterback Carson Wentz. Uh, they got him, and they swapped their second-round picks, moved down five spots. Colts uh, to number 47. Colts get... Uh, that swap of the second round, like I said, up five to number 42. They also get number 73 this year in the third round. 
and a conditional third-round pick next year, which is the exact same as the Eagles' condition, conditional second-round pick that they got last year uh, from the Colts. It is um, 70% of the snaps he has to play. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack here with this uh, trade, though. Like, I was kind of surprised that the Colts actually moved on from Wentz after one season. Yeah, he didn't have the greatest season, but he didn't have a terrible season by any means. So, and I'm just like, because of what they gave up to to draft him, I thought that they would have invested a little bit more into him. Um, but, I mean... I don't know. Do the, what do the Colts do now at quarterback? Do, they, do you think that they uh, believe in Sam Ellinger, or do you think they're going to go after somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo? I've heard Garoppolo would be the, the target. Um, my thing was, if you look at Jimmy Garoppolo, I see Jimmy Garoppolo as Carson Wentz without the turnovers. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, is he not? Uh, it's just the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo is a lot more safe than Carson Wentz is, and um, mm. I don't know. Uh, that's just, dude. If they don't get one point, that's I'm gonna be. They need to make and, one. They need to make one I'm, free throw, dude. <laughs> I mean, in regards to Jimmy Garoppolo, though. Obviously, he's not a part of the Colts yet, but I, I think he does make a lot of sense for them, too, because he's very good with the play action and all that, and the Colts have one of the best running backs in the league with Jonathan Taylor. I mean, obviously, he had this one breakout season here, but if he can continue that in the next year and he has a quarterback like Garoppolo who's good at the uh, at the play action and stuff like that, mm-hmm. then I think Garoppolo is a, a solid pick for them but I'm very curious though to see what they do yeah yeah I'm not sure what they're gonna do uh but, but I they only think... have Ellinger right now right or do they have another quarterback Jacob Eason Eason no, I thought he was on like I thought he was on like the Chargers practice spot or something uh not the I know As far as I know, they still had him. Um, no, he's on the Seahawks uh, practice squad. Seahawks. I don't know. So, yeah, Ellinger is their only quarterback right now, I think. Well, if ESPN's right. They have your boy. They have your guy. James Morgan. Oh, God. <laughs> Jets, four, Jets' fourth round pick. Yeah, he's going to be the next Tom Brady now. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see uh, what the Colts do. But I do think they're going to go after Jimmy G and uh, yeah. possibly use one of those two picks. Uh, On the flip side, though, for for Washington here, though, do you think that takes them out of the quarterback uh, market in the draft? Yeah, at least this year. 
you don't think that they still draft one at what are they number eleven or twelve or whatever and develop him for a year? Nope. No, I think they're they're saying that we can get a better one next year. It's what the Colts have been doing for six seasons now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah, the the Colts for the sixth for the seventh straight season now. We'll get we'll have a new um, starting quarterback the, to start the, the stats first game. A little bit misleading though. Like that that whole thing is a little bit misleading though because yeah they did have Andrew Luck twice for. Two of those seasons, but it was there. Was that uh, it's week one? Week one. Kobe Brissett in between them or something? Uh, Scott Tolzien. Oh, Andrew but Luck. 2016. That was because Andrew Luck was hurt. Yeah, Andrew Luck, twenty sixteen. Scott Tolzien, twenty seventeen. Luck in eighteen, and then Brissett, Rivers, and Wentz the last three years on uh, mm-hmm. week one. Also with this trade, just the uh, cap. The contract for Carson Wentz that Washington absorbed uh, $22 million salary this year, $6.294 million roster bonus. Next year is $20 million salary, $6.176 million roster bonus. And then 2024, $21 million salary, $6.235 million roster bonus. Again, not terrible. Um, but, uh, yeah, Howie Roseman is the... Uh, you should give Howie Roseman the GM of the Year award already, um, because when you look at the Colts Eagles trade versus the Colts Commanders trade, um, so the Colts traded twenty one third, and what became a first round pick for Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz at the time, and then one year, Indy got one year out of Carson, and the, the Eagles used that third round pick they got last year. <coughs> to move up to draft Devontae Smith and still owns the Colts' 16th pick this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Howie Roseman just took everything from the Colts. <laughs> yeah, I think the Colts were secretly, secretly hoping that if it didn't work out with Wentz, that was because of injury, so that they didn't have to give up that first-round pick. But And that's the oh, well. funniest thing. He, ne- he didn't get injured at all this year. Nope. <laughs> the only the only reason he almost missed the game was because of COVID. Uh-huh. Um, okay. The third big trade this week. Yesterday, Chargers going after Khalil Mack, linebacker from the Bears. Uh, not as big as the other two trades. But uh, the Bears got number 48 overall in the second round this year and a 2023 sixth-round pick next year. Um, I mean, it's the arms race in the AFC West right now. Uh You know, Broncos get a quarterback, Chargers like, all right, we're going to get another pass rusher (laughs) to go after your quarterback. So, Yeah, and he's a familiar face in the AFC West, too. Yeah. Former Raider, though. Um, But... It's just, like, I don't know. Is Khalil Mack just, has he just regressed a lot or something? Or I feel like a second and a sixth round pick 
is not a lot for a guy like him. Well, he's been hurt the last two years. Um, so his sack production hasn't been there. And, you know, it's a good price for the Chargers, anyways. And I think he's also Bears... been one of the only pieces on that Chicago defense over the last few years, other than maybe Rokon yeah. Smith. But, I mean, pass rusher-wise. Yeah. Robert Quinn, like he had, Eddie Jackson. He hasn't had anybody on the level of Joey Bosa opposite him. So He did this year. Robert Quinn, man. Robert Quinn had, uh, what, 17 and a half sacks? Did um, he have that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that man. Robert Quinn was top five in sacks this year uh, for the Bears. But still, I think that this trade, if it really works out with Mack and the Chargers, this could look like one of the biggest steals possibly ever if he has a season like he used to. Well, the reason why the Bears couldn't get a first-round pick for him was because they had to find a team to take his contract to. And the Chargers took all of his contract. Uh, so I think that lessened it to a second-round pick. Uh, yeah. Because the Chargers are taking on three years at uh, $63.9 million. Hmm. So that's a lot. Um, and that, again, that's what, like I said, I think that's yeah. really the reason why it, it was a lesser pick than a first yeah. And we got their draft coming up in a few shows, but I wonder if that really affects their way of thinking. I mean, I know the guy that I had them mocked with a lot is uh, Jordan Davis. I mean, he's a defensive tackle, but I don't know. I don't know if that changes their mindset. I still think it works perfectly. Um, because... I mean, why not? <laughs> the okay, that's all I have for uh, that trade. Anyways, okay, rest of NFL news. We're not even through sh- uh, page one yet of the uh, of the the script here. Um, I wrote restricted free agent tenders. Actually, only one of them is an RFA. I didn't hear too much about a lot of the uh, restricted free agents getting tendered. I think that window is still open. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly when the RFA tender window closes. but Anyways, uh, Browns running back Dearness Johnson. He was tendered at the right of first refusal um, tender. So he couldn't get tendered at... And he, I mean, they could have tendered him as a first-round or a second-round pick. Would have had to pay him a lot more. but um, And he was undrafted, so the original round tender is essentially null and void. So right of first refusal is what he gets. Browns can uh, either mat, they can match whatever offer he gets from another team. But if he leaves, they don't get any compensation for him. So, hmm. And the other guy I had under this category, 
Tyler Huntley got tendered as well, but he actually is an exclusive rights free agent. Um, so essentially he gets the minimum salary for the league at the quarterback position. And uh, Ravens get to keep him for another season. He's a restricted free agent next year. So I think next year is the season where you'll see a team go after Tyler Huntley, mm-hmm. um, depending on what the yeah, Ravens tender him at. Yeah, because he could—he showed that he could actually uh, perform well in the chance that he got when Lamar was hurt. So, I mean, I when he does get his chance, I think a team will go after him, unless it's like a first or second rounder. I don't know if they would give up that for him, but yeah, uh, I'm not so sold on that. Teams won't call to trade for him still. Um, well, yeah. I don't know. I'm hoping a team does because uh, I picked them up in both in two of my um, dynasty leagues last season before the year ended just to have him at quarterback in case he he goes somewhere this year. So I'm hoping Tyler Huntley gets out of Baltimore somewhere. Maybe I should do that in our dynasty uh, (laughs) because I'm looking for a quarterback right now because I had Brady, so. Oh, dude, I got quarterbacks for you. Don't worry. Right now I got I got Russ and Mac Jones. Those are my two quarterbacks. I have all kinds of quarterbacks. I have Josh Allen. Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, and Dak Prescott. Hmm. On a team that still can't win a championship. We'll see. Maybe we'll make a deal. On a team that still can't <laughs> win a championship. Um, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, he's headed back to Green Bay. Uh, he announced that earlier this week. It's weird, though, because then Ian Rappaport reported, I believe Schefter did too, that he signed a four-year, $200 million contract um, to come back. But then Rodgers said he didn't sign anything. He is coming back to Green Bay, he said, but he hasn't signed a deal yet. Um, so I thought that was weird. So I, I don't know if, if the four years, $200 million is actually a thing or not. Um, I haven't heard anything I mean, about him as of late. I mean, the $200 million over four years isn't anything to complain about, though. It still would make him the highest paid. So, I mean, I haven't heard anything different mm-hmm. of – that not being the contract numbers, but whether or not he signed it yet is a different story. He just might be being Aaron Rodgers and just being like, yeah, that's the deal, but I didn't sign it yet. Like, oh, I want yeah. to be the one to break the news or whatever. Well, well, everyone was like, you know, Aaron can't stay out of the spotlight. He can't let anyone else have the spotlight for a single minute, can he? Because he put that tweet mm-hmm. out right as all the Russell Wilson trade was going down. <laughs> so everyone was freaking out about Russell Wilson, and then Aaron's like, no, 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 look at me. Like, I didn't I didn't actually sign this. Like, I'm still interesting. Um, but, yeah, sure, Aaron. Whatever. Um, the story of the day today, though, <coughs> Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson, he was in Houston – he was at his uh, grand jury hearing today. 
and mm-hmm. the result was nine no votes on his criminal charges. He will not be charged criminally. Uh, that part of his case is over. Could still have uh, civil litigation coming from his 22 civil lawsuits. Um, and what most people around the league expect is a suspension from the league's whatever that may be. Um, I don't know. I have eight in my head. Yeah. I don't know if it'd be that long or not, but I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to get too much into the whole suspension thing, but there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of, ridicule about the NFL's suspension rules after the whole thing with Ridley being suspended for the whole year mm-hmm. uh, for betting when there's people like Adrian Peterson who got only, what, six games or something like that for beating his son or something like that? Wow, um, that one I... That one I have views about parenting, but that's fine. Well, well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, that, or, like, the Ray Rice situation, I mean, Ray he kind of essentially got kicked yeah. out of the league, but wasn't it only, like, a two-game suspension or something like that? Yeah. I mean, Kareem Hans was pretty bad, too. Um. But, like, so, I don't know. The, the uh, but, yeah, I, I would say eight games would probably sound about right, but knowing now that he's not going to get criminally charged for anything and no jail time or whatever that definitely opens up the market again for him and if i were a team i would that is in need of a quarterback like your panthers they're the first team that comes to mind that could actually take on the contract and stuff like i would love him on the saints too but the saints can't do that they have no money um but I would totally take a guy like him, even knowing that I'm going to lose him for eight games or whatever, as long as it's not trading for him and he's never going to see the field. Yeah. Uh, I I think that, uh, yeah, the, the trade market will ramp up very quickly this weekend. Um, I heard, but though... What other suitors are there, though, other than the... Uh, other than the Panthers, though, because I can't think of any right now. The Steelers? Um, yeah, I mean, the Steelers. The Eagles have been floated out there um, a lot with Deshaun Watson as well. Howie Roseman never um, doesn't look into anything. Um, I highly doubt it because they don't have a first-round pick, but Colts, uh, the Texans wouldn't trade him in division, but yeah, um, you know, what do the Seahawks do now? They have extra draft capital. Um, and yeah, I mean, you really just talk about any team that needs a quarterback, and like fringe teams like the Giants, the Vikings. Um, the commanders are probably kicking themselves now, but yeah, yeah. 
the speaking of the Panthers, though, which I'm very excited that this Sean Watson thing happened today, and he's clear of all criminal charges. Multiple teams have called the Panthers uh, inquiring about uh, trading for Christian McCaffrey. And, I, you know, I've said it all along. Put McCaffrey in a deal with a couple first-round picks and whatever else to get Watson. I just, it's so clear in my head that that makes the most sense of any trade from another team that would go after Watson. I mean, yeah. it it mitigates having to send an extra pick, an extra first-round pick. You can do two first-round picks, Christian McCaffrey, and then like a second-round pick next year, and maybe, you know, Robbie, Robbie Anderson too. <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't want to see what a healthy McCaffrey and a – and Deshaun Watson could do together. When when is McCaffrey going to be healthy though? I mean, that's true. He's missed. I don't know the exact number, but <clears throat> probably he's missed a whole season's worth of games over the last two years. Yeah, but that right there though makes me think that he wouldn't even be worth the equivalent of a first round pick. Oh, he would. Teams would pay a first round pick for McCaffrey. I I can. I'm not guaranteeing it, but it's pretty close to a guarantee. Chris McCaffrey is very highly sought after in the league. I mean, he's just like Camara. I mean, he's he's Camara with injuries. That's essentially what he is. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, obviously I'm not a GM or anything, but if I was a GM, I would not pay a first-round pick for McCaffrey because I would be way too nervous about his injury history. Yeah, but like I'm saying, though, if you're the Texans and you are um, Nick Casario and you're offered two first-round picks, Christian McCaffrey, a second-round pick next year, Robbie Anderson, and maybe a a fourth-round pick this year. I mean... And and you're all in on Davis Mills. Yeah. That gets you a bona fide running back, a number two wide receiver to pair with Brandon Cooks. So, and the and only problem I don't picks. like about that deal too, though, is that Anderson and Cooks are the same type of receiver. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you also have to look at it too, like. How would, uh, like, how does Deshaun Watson match up against uh, Russell Wilson? I feel like that's the kind of deal you have to look at now. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to pay more for Deshaun, obviously. Being a lot younger. That's what I'm saying. Being a lot younger. um, I don't know Deshaun's exact age, but I feel like he's somewhere in the range of 26 to 28. Something like that. So, yeah, I don't know. That's the package that I would offer, though. Uh, because otherwise, I don't think the Panthers have many other options in terms of adding players to the deal, uh, because they're not gonna they're not gonna include 
um, you know, Shaq Thompson or Brian Burns. Um, maybe they would add Yatorgros Matos, considering he was a second-round pick just two years ago. Um, but I highly doubt it. And um, they're also not going to include k Short either. No. Um, so, and, and their secondary... Uh, they need secondary players. They can't really afford to get give anyone away there. So, uh, yeah. Uh, the Giants have also gotten. I don't know if it's trade calls. Maybe it is. Um, but the Giants have gotten calls about tight end Evan Ingram as well, um, and some teams even were calling him. Uh, to be a slot wide receiver instead of a just a tight end, um, but he uh, he's another one where it's like you know how many games is he gonna play? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. He is. A I mean, good weapon when he's healthy. There are a couple. Yeah, there are a couple teams out there. Um. It's, I've heard the Giants and Jets linked a lot, uh, most with Saquon Barkley, but the, Je- the Jets also do need a uh, a tight end. So I could see a, a trade happen where the Jets trade for both of those guys in a deal. Sure. <laughs> uh, the Cowboys getting calls to, uh, or they're actually calling people, uh, calling other people. Um, s- trade conversations surrounding offensive tackle Lyle Collins. So who who needs an offensive tackle that wants to pay uh, a tackle $10 million in 2022? Um, I don't know. Not for him. The Steelers. Steelers need, need offensive line help. Um, you don't want to try to convince Villanueva to come back? We're not talking about him yet. <laughs> uh, also, in the trade talk, teams have been calling the Eagles. Like I said before, Howie Roseman answers every call. Um, even mine. Mm-hmm. Even my calls from time to time, <laughs> Howie picks up. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but they've been getting calls about defensive tackle Fletcher Cox. Now that would be, and uh, you know, some kind of move if Howie could persuade a team to trade for him. Uh, I mean, he's thirty-three-ish. I think he's turning thirty-two or thirty-three this year, and he is a lot of money. Yeah, he has a big cap hit. And I don't know how lucrative of a draft pick you could get for him at this point in his career. Uh, I hope... I don't think it will happen. Uh, But teams were calling at the trade deadline last year as well. And uh, nothing ever got done. And I don't think it will again because the Eagles want 
will want too high of a draft pick for teams not willing to mm-hmm. go as high as they want. Um, plus, he's a mainstay in Philadelphia. I mean, he's one of the faces of the franchise right now. So, Is he the longest tenured, tenured player right now? Or is that Kelsey? Uh, or neither. Cox, because we drafted Cox. Oh, yeah. I believe. Yeah, 2012, we drafted Cox. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Colts not just trading their quarterback, but they're also letting left tackle Eric Fisher walk in free agency. He will not. Uh, he did not get franchised. Did uh, did not is not going to resign, and uh, just another tackle going to be available on the market this this coming week. So. See, uh, yeah, he's a solid stopgap left tackle for our team. Yeah. Um, definitely hasn't lived up to his number one overall status, but he's still a solid player. Again, Steelers need need offensive line help. Eric, um, if you'd like to live in Pittsburgh, that'd be cool. The Raiders. They did not tender fullback uh, Alec Ingold. I believe he was a restricted free agent. He is going to be in free agency as well, so one of the best fullbacks available in the league. Um, And, you know, I talk about my teams way too much, but I was like, bro, when I heard that, I was like, Panthers, go sign him. (laughs) Give McCaffrey another blocker. (laughs) So... Uh, or I think whoever the running back is going to be if he gets traded. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I don't Hubbard. Know. The uh, Giants. This was a weird one. I was So I wasn't even looking at this story on ESPN's app, <clears throat> but I was reading Todd McShay's latest mock draft, and then, you know, at the bottom, when you get to the bottom, it has another story that you, if you swipe up, it'll go to the next one. Yeah. And I just kind of saw Giants Mitchell Trubisky, and I was like, what? So I swiped yeah. up, and I was like, wow. Uh, so apparently the Giants are going to make a run at quarterback Mitchell Trubisky in free agency um, to with the intention to bring him in to push Daniel Jones. Um, whether that works or not, I don't know. But also... <laughs> Uh, the article about him said the Giants aren't going to be willing to overpay for him. Yeah. And uh, they'll more than likely get outbid by teams like the Steelers um, or, you know, Colts, whatever teams are looking for that uh, kind of stopgap option at quarterback. Yeah. I mean, the only obvious thing I see there with the Giants is the Buffalo connection with Dable. Yeah. Um, Obviously, he worked closely with him in the or last year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I don't know if he actually thinks he's good or if he just wants that familiarity. Um, but <clears throat> I don't know. Obviously, I think there's something there that Dable knows that we don't. Yeah, I mean, he looked very, very good in the preseason uh, when they just annihilated the Bears. 
<laughs> I think that there was, was a lot of added layers to that game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that was a little bit extra motivation for Trubiscuit, but uh, also quarterbacks. Colin Kaepernick back in the news this week. Uh, apparently, he's still been working out, and he still wants to play in the NFL. Um, so he is 34. He'll turn 35 on November 3rd. So still young enough to play, uh, yeah. you know, for another three years, maybe. Yeah. And, you know, at teams, least teams have, I mean, looked at him. He hasn't more. played, he hasn't played since what, like 2016, 2017, something like that. Um, but I mean, it all depends. I mean, the videos look pretty good, but it, obviously nothing is comparable to the actual game speed and all that. But, I personally don't think he's going to get a job regardless. Not because of his physical abilities or playability or whatever, but because of all the off-field stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's just going to be too much of a distraction for teams to want to take a chance on him. Yeah, he hasn't played. And I'm not saying I agree or disagree with what he's saying either. I'm just saying in general, teams are just not going to want to have that headache on the team. Yeah, he hasn't played since 2016, uh, which was just... An abysmal eleven games, one and one and ten, in uh, his his first eleven starts, uh, or his in his eleven starts that year. Yeah. But I mean, twenty eight and thirty overall in his career. Yeah, I mean, the Ravens kicked the tires on him <coughs> two years ago, I believe that was. Worked yeah. him, worked him out. They didn't sign him at that point, and. I don't know. I I mean, a lot different world that we're in now as opposed to two years ago or whatever. But, um, yeah, it would kind of be like, you know, the Tebow signings when he signed a couple different places and didn't work out. Yeah. I mean, I personally, though, like, you were talking about the stopgap thing with Trubisky. I would prefer Kaepernick over Trubisky, I think. Oh, yeah. Just because of the style of play and all that. So, like a team like Pittsburgh or Indianapolis looking for that one-year starter guy, I would look at him. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't don't think he would work in Indy. Um, Pittsburgh, though, I, I could see it. I don't know. A lot of the times when I when I talk about players and and team fits, I kind of just like picture them in that uniform, and I'm like, do they look yeah. good? And do they look good in that or not? <laughs> I was like, I can't see Kaepernick with a horseshoe on the side of his helmet, but I could see him with a black helmet and the Steelers logo on the side. <laughs> uh-huh. But the only issue with that is Cap wears seven, and that would not be allowed. <laughs> Make him 17. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, you know, we could just cut Mason Rudolph and he could take number two. Because um, I, I don't remember what number he wore at Nevada. 
Um, I don't know. That was kind of before my me really getting into college football. Uh, yeah. The NFLPA has elected uh, or will elect Browns center J.C. Treader to a second term as uh, Players Association president. So, congrats to J.C. Uh, but, I mean, he's done a lot, and I think that the NFLPA has gotten more say and uh, a little bit more power in his term, uh, in his first term as uh, president there. So, should continue to do well with them. Yep. And he's helped a lot uh, of players with suspension appeals, too. Mm-hmm. Speaking of a player that uh, has gotten into trouble, we're actually going to talk about two in a row. But uh, former Vikings first-round pick out of TCU, Jeff Gladney, um, released last year, 2021, uh, 2020. 2021. 2020, first-round pick uh, for yeah. the Vikings. Released last year after uh, he was arrested on assault charges. Found not guilty this week on those charges. So, you know, another corner that's available now if teams are comfortable with his legal situation or, you know, whether he's going to get suspended by the NFL, you know, those suspensions always come after the court proceedings. So, yeah, we'll see if he gets But, I mean, if he was found not guilty, what would he be suspended for? Well, teams still, I mean, the NFL still suspends people regardless of not guilty or not uh, with their own investigation. Um, Yeah. So... Because, you know, it's one of those things where you can always put it into the, like, catch-all of detrimental to the game and act detrimental to the game. Um, So that's probably what it would fall into. Maybe something like a little two-game suspension, um, possibly. But still, first-round pedigree. Yeah, first. Yep. And... uh, Again, to, uh, the corner market is going to be very good this this year in free agency. Uh, you know, you got the top guys, J.C. Jackson, Stephon Gilmore, and then you got guys that will probably be on the cheap, like Gladney now, that will yeah. be probably good performers for you. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, another guy that got in trouble, Calvin Ridley. More details came about came out about his five day betting. Uh, stint in which he was suspended for the entire 2022 season. I, I kind of uh, over-exaggerated on the script. I put that he lied about his wagering, um, which is uh, kind of accurate um, because he didn't just bet 1500 He actually bet $3,900 uh, on... Falcons team total, so for them to score a certain amount of points, for those that don't know what that means. Um, and also for on five parlays that included the Falcons to win. Uh, he did also bet on the NBA and other sports, but that is allowed under NFL rules. It's just you cannot bet on NFL games, um, especially your own team. 
So, 3,900 uh, over five days instead <coughs> of 1,500. And some more bets than what he originally said. Don't know what that means, but sure. It, it was put out there today, so I figured I'd mention it. Um, and this is big news for broadcasting. We had mentioned a couple weeks back that Troy Aikman was leaving Fox Sports to uh, kind of kick out Brian uh, Brian Greasy in the Monday Night Football booth. Well, now uh, I don't remember who the main the 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 middle guy was the like non. Sports guy. Um, Steve Levy. Steve, <clears throat> Steve Levy, his seat is getting taken as well because the ESPN is bringing in a getting a monster move. They have persuaded Joe Buck. To follow Troy Aikman to Monday Night oh, Football from Fox Sports. So, I mean, Monday Night Football, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck is just going to be fantastic. And if, they keep, if they're if they keeping Lewis Riddick in the booth, too, I think that will be a awesome three-headed monster uh, for Monday Night Football. I screwed myself over on that one. <laughs> I was, when, when, uh, when Troy Aikman got picked, I was all excited that I didn't have to listen to the two of them together anymore. <laughs> and now now Joe Buck follows. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know what Fox Sports is going to do, who their number one team is going to be. Uh, I know someone mentioned about <laughs> Gus Johnson going to the A-team, um, which I could see. Uh, Gus Johnson and Charles Davis together, I could see them taking over as the number one team for uh, Fox Okay, uh, the Eagles center Jason Kelsey announced he is returning this season uh, in legendary fashion. Uh, did you see the video, Chris? No. <laughs> well, how the video started was <laughs> he pumped the keg. He had a keg with him, and he pumped it, poured a beer out, took a swig of his beer, and as the beer was dripping down his beard and stuff, uh, <laughs> he said essentially that he was returning to the Eagles this year, um, or that that he was retiring from uh, doing what he was doing there, just drinking beer um, and not playing football. So he is returning to the Eagles this year amid retirement reports. Uh, they got a new deal done with him. One year, $14 million. He's the highest paid center in the league, as he should be. Um, he is the best center in the league. I, I will say that on record. Yeah, and I, I don't think that that changes the Eagles' plans either. I think Linderbaum, I think, is uh, is on their radar in the draft, too, if he's there for one of their three picks. So, Well, eh, I still think we don't need to draft him. When we have Landon Dickerson, we drafted him last year. And he was a very, oh, yeah. fine, very fine. I forgot center. about him. Yeah, very fine center at Alabama until he tore his ACL in the 2019 SEC Championship game. Um, 
Another lineman, you mentioned him before, cause, and we're going to actually talk about him now. Ravens, offensive tackle Alejandro Villanueva. He has retired after seven seasons, uh, spent the first five with the Steelers, the last two with the Ravens. Um, great story from him, you know, former Army Ranger, um, and then came back from a overseas and played football. Um, you know, and uh, I don't know. Pretty good, pretty good seven seasons for him, though. Uh, I didn't really notice him too much in Baltimore, um, but he was very good for the Steelers when he was in Pittsburgh. I know that. You cut out. <laughs> yeah, so Chris <laughs> Chris uh, is in a dead zone right now, which is always fun. But uh, we shall move on and uh, talk about the extensions. Loads of money being moved around the NFL right now. Uh, and it started, we're going to go, you know, biggest contracts to smallest contracts. The biggest one coming today. Raiders have signed defensive end Max Crosby to a new deal, uh, an extension, four years, $95 million, $53 million guaranteed. Uh, just an incredible story by from him. Uh on the exact day, two years removed from becoming sober, um, he has been a whirlwind fourth-round pick for the Raiders a couple of seasons ago. Two years left on his deal. I love him. I, I think he's an awesome player, very energetic, uh, funny, uh, likes to have a good time on the field, and uh, my kind of guy. So, Max Crosby. Congrats to you, sir, on a well-deserved extension. Um, the Titans also got a deal done with one of their best pass rusher. Did not franchise tag linebacker Harold Landry at the tag deadline, but that's because they knew they were getting this deal done. Five years, $87.5 million, $52.5 million guaranteed. Uh, Harold Landry has, I feel like he's been a so-so player. Uh, throughout his first couple of years and then the last couple of his rookie deal, he really came on and, you know, got his numbers up. <laughs> yeah, Chris. <laughs> so you got through the dead zone. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I was talking. I already talked about Crosby and a little bit about Landry. If you wanted to, if you had anything about uh, Villanueva or either of those two guys. Wait, what about Landry? Oh, uh, so Max Crosby, four years, ninety-five mm -hmm. million dollars, fifty-three million guaranteed. Uh, yeah. Landry Titans signed him to a five-year, eighty-seven oh. and a half million dollar deal, oh. fifty-two and a half million guaranteed. Yeah, I knew that. When you said Landry, I thought of Jarvis Landry. That's what, like, what happened to him. Oh, no, Harold. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I like both of those deals for both of those teams. 
obviously Landry with the Titans was uh, he was a taggable candidate that mm-hmm. didn't end up happening, and now we know why. Um, he's been a solid player for them, but Max Crosby though he really deserved that deal that he got. He's been the the star of that defense for the Raiders. Yeah. Um, and like I said, and, it's crazy yeah. that he got it today on the exact day, two years removed from becoming sober, uh, hmm. which is also an interesting little nugget that was involved in the deal too. Huh. Well, congratulations to him. Yeah. Yeah, really, really great story for him. Uh, the next extension we're going to talk about, I absolutely hated it. Uh, it got swept under the rug from uh, the Russell Wilson trade on Tuesday. The Chargers signed wide receiver Mike Williams to a three-year $60 million extension, $40 million guaranteed. Absolutely hate this deal. Uh, uh-huh. Mike Williams had his career best season this se- this year, but he is not worth twenty million. Even though it's only for three years, he's not even the best receiver on his team. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the Chargers were thinking, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I saw that deal, I was quite surprised myself. I mean. I don't think he would have gotten that in the open market. So maybe that's why he took it, but I don't know. The three years for $60 million and it's 40 guaranteed, you said? Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot for a number two guy who, I mean, you said he had his career best year last year, but that receiving core in Los Angeles is pretty deep, so... I wouldn't be surprised if he gets passed up by one. Yeah, possibly. Jalen Guyton had a nice season for them last year, too, like you were mentioning. Um, okay, we're going to go to a lot less money now with the rest of the extensions. Um, the Lions locked up one of their uh, top receivers, wide receiver Josh Reynolds, two years, $12 million extension. Nice deal for... For both sides, I thought. Um, and, you know, Josh Reynolds had some really good games with the Lions last year and Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. So, another two years in Detroit for him. Uh, the Panthers locked up their kicker, Zane Gonzalez, two years, four and a half million. Uh, really solidified the position after uh, they went through a couple of kickers the previous couple of seasons, but um, Zane Gonzalez in Carolina for another two years. Uh, the Saints, they signed uh, defensive end Carl Granderson to a new two-year $4.3 million deal. Um, young pass rusher for them, trying to develop him into a more potent player. The Steelers, uh, they re-signed safety Miles Killebrew to a two-year, $4 million deal. Really good deal for uh, both sides as well. Uh, Miles Killebrew is their number one special teams player. Um, so I'm very excited to keep him in 
Pittsburgh. He had the blocked punt against the Chargers um, that should have saved the game for them, but then uh, Ben couldn't make it come back the whole time uh, or, or the rest of the way. But, yeah, he's he's really good special teams player. This one was interesting. Uh, the 49ers re-signed quarterback Nate Sudfeld. One year, $2 million, fully guaranteed, $3 million max. Uh, so not big money, you know, only a one-year deal. But apparently there was interest from teams out there uh, that were looking forward to getting a chance to sign him in free agency. Uh, the Niners and, I guess, a, a couple other teams still think that Nate Sudfeld could develop into a starter-level quarterback. So, I don't know. Well, I mean, at the very least, though, he's a solid backup option, which is why I think the 49ers went ahead and signed him because I think that, I mean, not just me, I think everybody assumes at this point that Jimmy G is out the door. So Mm -hmm. he's a nice solid option for, uh, to back up Trey Lance. Yeah. Nate Sudfeld sucks. (laughs) I saw him firsthand in Philadelphia. He sucks. (laughs) Uh, the, the Texans, they got a deal done. Uh, linebacker Christian Kirksey signed to a two-year extension. Solid piece on their defense. One of their uh, leaders on the Texans defense. And, um, you know, Lovey Smith being the new head coach now, uh, he is one of Lovey's top guys for the defense. So, mm-hmm. Your Jets re-signed safety LaMarcus Joyner to a one-year deal. Um, gonna yeah. take, take Marcus May's place. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Um, but I'm I'm very curious about this move because I liked it when they did it last year. But mm-hmm. then obviously he, I forget what he did, but he got hurt in the Injured. preseason and missed yep. the entire season. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I was excited for this move last year. Now, hopefully, we can get a healthy year out of him and. I think it'll be a pretty good safety for us. Um, and then the Chiefs, they re-signed wide receiver Josh Gordon, so he gets another year in Kansas City to develop more. Not that he really did much. Um, yeah, I mean, he came in midseason. It was a little tough. Um, not knowing the plays and whatnot. But um, the Texans... They are re-signing quarterback Jeff Driscoll. And, yes, I do say quarterback because he is switching back to quarterback after the Texans made him switch to tight end last year. Um, So Jeff Driscoll back at quarterback and back with the Texans to back up Davis Mills this year. Uh, The 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, he underwent uh, his shoulder surgery this week. Uh, should be back by training camp. So, does that hurt or help his trade candidacy? I don't know. I don't think it will affect it. The, okay, so we had a... A bunch of releases, too, as we 
inch closer to the new league year. Let's go through them here. So the Broncos, these are just in chronological order. Broncos, they released wide receiver Deshaun Hamilton, uh, was coming off a torn ACL from 2020, never played this past season, 2021. Uh, So he is healthy now and uh, should garner some interest on the wide receiver free agency market. Mm Mm-hmm former uh, fourth-round pick, my boy, Penn State. Uh, the Bills. Line, like I said, linebacker market's getting flooded too now. Uh, the Bills released linebacker yep. A.J. Klein. $5.6 million in cap space goes back to Buffalo for him. Um, very solid player. I mean, Panthers, Saints, Bills, wherever he's gone. He's been very good. Um, not the best, but <laughs> a, a decent, decent kid. Very serviceable. We use that word too much. I didn't want to say it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I mean, the you big one. Say it like it is, you knew it was the end of an era when Russell Wilson got traded, but then it was confirmed that it was an end of an era when the Seahawks mm-hmm. released linebacker Bobby Wagner. Uh, the same was it the same day or was it the next day? I believe it was the same day. Yeah, sixteen point six million dollars saved in cap space for for Seattle. Uh, the Cowboys actually have contacted Bobby Wagner's agents and said they are interested in signing him um, potentially. Mm-hmm. So, wait and see on that front. Yeah, yeah that. I think Wagner's going to get a lot of uh, interest out there. Yeah. And, uh, well, is no, he's not the last piece from the Super Bowl team, right? I think Lockett's, Lockett might be one of the only ones out there still. Is he on that team? Or was, yeah, on the Seahawks right now. No, I mean, was he on that? Oh, Lockett? I don't think. I, I think don't know. He was drafted in six. Maybe he wasn't. Yeah, I think he was drafted in 2016. Oh, so maybe, yeah, I don't. they might not even have anybody left from that team now. Yeah, not that I can think of. Um, Pete Carroll, that's it. <laughs> and, I mean, we've heard the last couple of seasons about him possibly leaving, retiring, mm-hmm. um, considering he's the second oldest coach in the league, I believe. Yeah, it's him or Belichick. I forget who's older. Yeah, Bill. I think Bill's older. Um, So, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, Like I said, more linebackers. The Cardinals released linebacker Jordan Hicks. Um, I'm very interested to, to see... If he makes his return to Philadelphia or not, um, I I loved Jordan Hicks when he played for the Eagles. He was a great player. Uh, went to Arizona, was still very good. Uh, but the Cardinals have, you know, Isaiah Simmons and uh, the uh, I'm liking on the other dude um, that they just drafted. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. But 
Yeah, they're trying to get their their two young linebackers looks. So Jordan Hicks was a cap casualty there. Texans released corner Terrence Mitchell. Uh, sorry, Terrence, it's not a good time to be a corner in free agency. <laughs> no. <laughs> Especially because he is on the older side, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe he'll go back to Cleveland. I don't know. They, he had, he he was pretty good in Cleveland. Uh, the Titans, they released guard Roger Saffold. Bengals could be uh, calling Saffold real quick. Um, mm-hmm. One of the better free agent guards available now. The Washington Commanders, they released safety Landon Collins. So one of the best safeties now available on the free agent market. Um, Trying to cash in for a second time Mm -hmm. in his career. The Lions, it's interesting. You look at these names um, that, that got released and it's like, I remember when these guys signed their big money deals, and it's just crazy to yeah. see them all get released now. You know, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, these are all the ones that don't that didn't work out. Yeah, uh, the Lions they released uh, defensive end Trey Flowers, uh, massive deal coming over from New England when he signed with Detroit. Mm-hmm. Did not work out at all. Wasn't even close to what the sack production they thought he was going to give them. Um, so, but, you know, a decent pass rusher can give you situational pass rush help if you need it um, and be a part of a rotation in a 4 3 mm-hmm. scheme. Raiders, they released linebacker Corey Littleton. Again, like I said, the linebacker market is just flooded uh, with, with really good players um, and a, a lot of different types of linebackers. Also, yeah, because um, when you look at guys like Jordan Hicks and Bobby Wagner, they I would push them towards more of run stopping linebackers. And when you look at guys like Corey Littleton, AJ Klein, I think they are faster guys, um, that especially Littleton, that are better in coverage than stopping the run. The Giants released punter Riley Dixon. They saved $2.8 million in cap space off him. Uh, his net average punting dropped uh, about a yard and a half from his career season in 2020. So, yeah, they released. <laughs> the Giants are looking for a new punter. Some running backs hitting the market. Uh, the Bears releasing running back Tariq Cohen with a injury mm-hmm. designation. Uh, missed all of last season dealing with... Uh, was that knee? Knee injury? Something like that. Anchor. I don't know. I have him on our uh, Dynasty League. And... I was thinking about releasing him, but maybe I'll hold on to him and see what he, where he goes. 
Not worth it, Chris. Not worth the roster spot. <laughs> um, the Jags, they released running back Carlos Hyde. I would expect him to get some, some looks in the free agency market. Carlos Hyde's always been a guy that signs somewhere and gives gives a team, you know, he'll give, he'll give a team, you know, like 500 yards and – four touchdowns a season that's that's just Carlos Hyde (laughs) Mm -hmm. so if you need a running back uh, to be put in a rotation go call Hyde's agent and a big one uh, a couple big ones actually to end here the releases the Bears they released nose tackle Eddie Goldman uh so, we talked about the Chargers drafting Jordan Davis. And maybe they don't have enough money anymore considering they took on all of mm-hmm. Khalil Mack's salary and they just signed Mike Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, if the price is right, Khalil Mack with reuniting with Ed, Eddie Goldman would yeah. be... I mean, Chargers defense would be top ten. <laughs> Top five, even possibly, they can get their yeah. I think they linebackers. I mean, they might already be top ten with what they have now, but yeah, Goldman might put them over the top. Um, and then the Cowboys, two big names released from the from Dallas today. Uh, they are trying to create cap space. Kicker Greg Zerline, so. I don't know what the uh, what the kicker free agent market looks like right now, but I would have to think that Greg Zerline is top of the list. <laughs> your Jets, I mean, your Jets, do they need one? Still, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what they're, the the. I mean, I have no idea what the situation with Pinheiro is because he was a solid kicker for us last year. But I mean, I would take a guy like Greg Zerline with his resume. Although he definitely wasn't the same player for the Cowboys that he was with the Rams. Yeah, I mean he had some misses, uh, but he still has the leg strength. He can still boom them from fifty plus. So, uh, and the Cowboys also waived uh, with an injury designation tight end Blake Jarwin. We mentioned him uh, a couple shows ago. Had the hip surgery, the uncommon. For an active NFL player, hip surgery. Not sure mm-hmm. if he's going to get signed anywhere because he more than likely isn't going to be playing this year. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see if, if he ends up landing on a team or not. And then... Uh, what's the... Uh, what, what's the What's the deadline for Cooper and releasing him? free agency okay <laughs> i wasn't sure what they were waiting for because i mean obviously they're planning to do it so i didn't know if there was a specific date that they'd have to pay him or something uh no i think his roster bonus like almost every other contract that i know uh usually the roster bonus becomes guaranteed on uh, the fifth day of the league year. 
Yeah. So that'd be March 21st, or 20th, if you count the 16th. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, the Cowboys are under the cap, I believe, at this point, so they don't, you know, they don't necessarily need the cap space. But, I mean, when you look at when on Sunday we're going to have the negotiating window open on Sunday, so maybe they do want that cap space to be able to negotiate with the uh, free agents. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we had one, one free agent signing. Uh, the Texans signed Bengals offensive tackle Cedric Obuhi, uh to a one-year deal. <laughs> Shocker! The Texans signed somebody. Yeah. Continuing their trend from last year. I mean, the Texans are also they they worked out some corners. Uh, Malcolm Butler big name there and also a former Broncos second round pick Isaac Yadam as well so those two working out for Houston this week and I've actually kind of been surprised how tame my phone has been uh, throughout the show nothing has been going on um, after all of the Deshaun stuff so Yeah, let's move on to our uh, mock drafts. <laughs> so here are the picks for the three teams we're doing today, Seahawks, Browns, and Ravens. Uh, the Seahawks, number nine overall. From, oh, I forgot to mention that's from the Broncos on there, if you didn't know. Uh, second round, they have the number 40 pick from the Broncos and number 41. And the third round, they had number 72. The Browns, uh, number 13 overall. Uh, number 44 and in the second and number 78 in the third all of their original picks and the Ravens as well have their own picks number 14 overall 45 in the second and 76 in the third um, I thought it was it was funny the Seahawks actually moved up one draft slot uh, yeah <laughs> between the uh Jamal Adams trade and the Russell Wilson trade. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah. I noticed that, too, and I was like, of course that would happen, but I don't know. If I was a Seahawks fan right now, I don't know if I'd really be happy with moving up one spot and essentially trading uh, <laughs> Russell Wilson for Jamal Adams. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, all right, let's get it here. So, the Aiden Hutchinson... Number one. You were right, Chris. Kyle Hamilton went to the Lions at two. <laughs> Evan Neal to the Texans. Ike McWanu, uh to the Jets at four. All right. Kayvon like Thibodeau that. to the Giants at five. Uh, Charles Cross to the Panthers. Trevor Penning to the Giants. See, a little bit of a tackle run there. Well, again, they should have just listened to us and take the tackle first because the Panthers need one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Trayvon Walker, top ten to the Falcons at 8. So the Seahawks now at number 9. What in the hell do we do? I mean, <laughs> our original plan kind of fell through here unless you wanted to go with a different lineman, but I uh, 
I know what, when we talked about it the other day, you said that you thought linemen was what they were thinking about doing. Yeah, and there's nothing. There is no offensive lineman worth the number nine pick. Uh, so, so, in this scenario, though, do they take the future of the of their franchise? I don't think so. I don't think. Still don't think so. I think they're going to give Locke the opportunity this year to to play it out. Yeah. Um, well, I can't. I can't really look right now because I'm driving. But who else is on the board right now? So, I think we should go best available, which, from knowledge Corner. of John Schneider's draft history, that is what they do in Seattle is go best player available. Top two are, are the corners, Stingley and Gardner. Uh, Jermaine Johnson also there, and Ojabo, uh, the edge rushers. Now, corner is the fourth need edge is the third um but if like i said if we're going best available has to be one of the corners um yeah i i would go gardner here and get an edge in the second round if i if i can i concur sauce gardner to the seahawks now your jets go Derek stingley at 10 (laughs) um Jamison Williams to Washington. They are giving Carson Wentz a new weapon, even though he may only play three quarters or a half of the year. Um, that's a little too rich for my blood for Jamison Williams. Uh, mm-hmm. Trent McDuffie to the Vikings. Now the Browns. This <coughs> sets up perfectly for what they need. Their number one need in terms of uh, the draft network is edge, and uh, it fits perfectly. Jermaine Johnson, number one player on the board. David Ojabo, number two. So, we have our pick of edge rushers, uh, and I'm fine with taking Johnson. Yeah. To, to pair with Miles Garrett. Now, I think this could change if they can somehow keep Jadavian Clowney. Uh, he's a free agent, but... I mean, I already heard that that was uh, no deal. Yeah. That I mean, he was not coming back, so... I assume, too. I mean... He's going to garner too much on the open market. They won't be able to afford him. All right, so Jermaine Johnson, Florida State, at number 13 for the Browns here. Now we have the Ravens. Similar needs, uh, interior defensive lines, number one, edge, number two. So we do have David Ojabo here. Uh, Corner is number three. That is also one of the top five players on the board, Andrew Booth out of Clemson. I think that's a little too high, maybe, at 14 to take him. Um, and then we do have Jordan Davis sitting as the uh, fifth-ranked player here. Again, I, I want to put Jordan Davis to the Chargers so badly. <laughs> so... Uh, and I think the Ravens maybe need edge. I don't know. It's I, I have no clue what the Ravens need, actually. Um, 
But I mean, Villanueva did just retire. I there's not a tackle worth picking here, so that's off the board. But I mean, I guess Ojabo. He is he's the number one guy on the board, and it fits one of their top needs, I guess. So I know Chris has his mic muted. Um, so I think I'm just going to take David Ojabo for us without Chris's consent. <laughs> to keep the show running. Uh, so David Ojabo. I'm sure uh, John can get some insider information on Ojabo from from Jim here. So David Ojabo to the Ravens. Uh, look at that. I knew Andrew Booth was going to go to the Eagles at 15. Uh, Andrew Booth, Chris, you, you're right, man. You keep telling Linderbaum to the Eagles, but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Jordan Davis, of course, to the Chargers. There's the first quarterback, Malik Willis, to the Saints. I love this draft. George Karloftis to the Eagles. And Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett to the Steelers. Please, please. Make this draft happen right now. Except I don't like that N'Kobe Dean goes to New England. I'm sure you wouldn't like that either. Uh, Zion Johnson to the Raiders. Kyer Elam to the Cardinals. Daxton Hill to the Cowboys. Safety's going a little high in this draft. Uh, Devontae Wyatt for the Bills. Devin Lloyd to the Titans. Uh... Garrett Wilson to the Bucks, Perry and Winfrey for the Packers, Drake London for the Dolphins, Traylon Burks for the Chiefs, Kenyon Green for the Bengals, and look at that, another quarterback, three in the round, Desmond Ritter to the Lions at 32, Chris Olave, nice weapon for Trevor Lawrence at 33 for the Jags, Jahan Dotson for the Lions, Cameron Thomas to your Jets, Matt Corral, dude, they keep drafting... They keep putting a quarterback to New York in the second round. That is going to be something. To, I don't know if it's going to be something to watch, but it's just I think it's funny because they keep saying they're all in on Daniel Jones. Uh, Boye Mafe to the Texans. Your Jets again go uh, Jaquan Brisker. I know you like that pick. Christian Watson for the Bears uh, at 39. Back on the Seahawks, I don't know if... Uh, Chris is able to unmute now. <laughs> yeah, what's up? <laughs> Sorry, I had to pull over. I got a really bad Charlie horse, and I had to step out of the car for a second. <laughs> it's oh, all good, it man. Uh, yeah, so I picked us uh, Ojabo for the Ravens at 14. Um, second biggest need for them. So yeah, your Jets though, Cameron Green and uh, or Cameron Thomas and Jaquan Brisker there in the second round. I'd be okay with that. Um, and then the Seahawks now at forty and forty-one. Tackle is still their number one need, 
And again, if we're going to take a tackle, let's take it with 41. Yeah. Uh, so it says quarterback, but I just don't think. I mean, quarterback is a need for them, but like you said, there's better options out there next year. Yeah. And I mean, Sam Howell's the number one quarterback. Not big on him. Uh, how about it's very low on the list of needs. Edge rusher is third. There's not an edge guy here. Arnold Ebicady at 54. We have... How about about a wide receiver to compensate for losing either DK or Lockett? they might trade one of those guys too well they haven't yet so and they do have Dwayne Eskridge too that they drafted last year I again we're going best available player with the Seahawks so why not go the number one guy on the board I know you really like him Christian Harris linebacker out of Alabama to fill Bobby Wagner's shoes I was going to say, I'm kind of surprised that linebacker is so low on the list there. Yeah, I mean, they did. They do have Jordan Brooks, uh, who had a very nice season last year. Um, and I don't really know who else they have. Because so, <laughs> uh, it was just Brooks and Wagner all season, that linebacker. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, best available player. He's number one on the board. Christian Harris. What do you think? Yeah, I like that. All right. Okay, so, again, back with the Seahawks' next pick. And, like I said, I think we can reach for the tackle now. Uh, Bernard Raymond, Central Michigan, he is at 52. Daniel Fa'alele is at 53. Um, But I would go Raymond at this point. Um, Yeah. So, that's that's my pick. (laughs) Not much going into it, but that is that is who I think. Bernard Raymond. Yeah, I agree. Okay, Colts getting Sky Moore. Uh, Falcons going Daniel Fa'alele. So now the Browns, interior defensive line is their next need after we got them an edge rusher. And look at that. We do have an interior defensive lineman available. DeMarvin Leal is the fourth highest player right now um wide receiver is also a need um we don't have any wide outs right here george pickens at 58 would be the next guy we do have some safeties though if uh they wanted to go safety lewis seen and jalen petrie are available um both very solid guys but yeah i think the uh, i think the browns want to Beef up their their defensive line. So Demarvin Leal, texting him, is the guy. Yeah. Okay, Ravens next pick. Uh, sucks for them because we just took their interior defensive lineman, which is their number one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's what a division rival will do to you, though. So. 
Yeah, and the next interior defensive lineman isn't until Travis Jones all the way at 60. And we're at pick 40. How about corners? What's available for them right now? We do have a corner, and one that's very worth this spot. Uh, Kyler Gordon out of Washington. Tariq Woolen actually is right there too, a UTSA. Mm -hmm. But I think Washington, uh, Kyler Gordon, probably the pick. Ravens dealt with a lot of injuries at uh, corner this year. And sucks also for them because when I mentioned in the first round, you know, Villanueva retiring could take a tackle, but the next one's not till Nick Nicholas Petit Friere at seventy five. And the mm-hmm. Falcons took one two two picks before. So um yeah, Kyler Gordon, Washington, corner. Alright, Vikings. Sam Howell. There you go. <laughs> Sean Ryan for the Commanders. Tariq Woolen for the Bears. That seems like a good fit. Uh, George Pickens to the Saints. Chad Muma to the Dolphins. Travis Jones for the Eagles. Roger McCreary to the Steelers. David Bell for the Raiders. Uh, Jalen Petrie for the uh, Patriots. Isaiah Spiller for the Cardinals. Arnold Ebicady for the Cowboys. Logan Hall for the Bills. Tyler Smith for the Falcons. Josh Paschal uh, to the Packers. Nicholas petit Frere. For the Bucks, Darian Kendrick. For the Niners, Kingsley Anigbare. For the Chiefs, Abraham Lucas. For the Bengals, Lewis Seen. To the Broncos, Jamari Sawyer. For the Jags, Damone Clark. For the Lions, Kenneth Walker. To the Giants. Look at that. Saquon gone, pro- probably. Uh, Dylan Parham. For the Texans, your Jets get Brees Hall. I like that. Uh, Brian Asamoah for the Jags. Darian Kennard for the Bears. Back with the Seahawks. Chris, I don't know if you heard me in the first round um, when the Steelers got Kenny Pickett at 20. Yep. Yep. <laughs> they didn't have to do anything. He fell right to him. I know. And I love that Washington traded for Carson Wentz now. It, it takes them out at 11. Yeah, I know. Like, more than likely. But, but – I mean, like I said, though, they still got to worry about possibly uh, Seattle at nine. But um, Okay, so the Seahawks, now just to recap, we have them, uh, Ahmad Gardner, Christian Harris, Bernard Raymond. See, now I think is where quarterback would be an intriguing option because Carson Strong is still available. Mm-hmm. But what, what I've been told in the NFL draft is especially I heard this when the Eagles drafted Hurts if you think a guy's a first round pick or you know a a future starter take him in the first round if he's not if you think you're going to have to develop him you shouldn't take him until you shouldn't take a quarterback until like the fourth or fifth round Mm-hmm. Um, so that like that second and third round range is just weird um, for quarterbacks because not that many get taken in those two rounds. Um, we do have Carson Strong available here. Yeah. The other top need would be edge rusher, which we do have one relatively close to the top of the board too. Uh, Drake Jackson at USC. There's a crap load of tight ends. <laughs> available because we haven't had one get drafted yet mm-hmm. <laughs> but they don't need a tight end they have yeah, no offense yeah they just traded for him um i mean 
<clears throat> I know Seattle goes best player available and all that, and I can't look at who the best player available is right now. But John Mechie. I say, I'd say try to recreate the the uh, Legion of Boom in a sense, and just keep building up that defense. Yeah, I, like I said, the best the the top edge rusher would be Drake Jackson, and it's not that far off the top of the board. Um, so I guess we'd go with him. Um, yeah, fits a need. So sure, Drake Jackson for the Seahawks here at seventy-two. Colts go Carson Strong. Are you kidding me? They're gonna trade one Carson for another one. Wow. I was going to say that earlier when we were talking about the trade, but I decided not to, and I find it hilarious it actually happened. Uh, John Mechie to the Falcons. Mario Goodrich for the Broncos. Back with the Ravens. Recap for them. Uh, Ojabo in the first round. Kyler Gordon in the second. Third round pick here. We still need an interior defensive lineman, and one is available. Fidarian Mathis from Alabama. The only one available right now. I think we got to go and take him. Yeah. yeah. All, all Alabama boy. I mean, they all usually – it's a pretty good chance he works out. So all, why not? All defense for the Ravens here in this draft. Uh, Vikings take Zachary Carter. Wow, they reached for him. Interior defensive line. Uh, especially because we saw when I was reading the combine, Zach Carter was – at the bottom of almost every uh, uh-huh. physical test. The Browns now, uh, we have them taking Jermaine Johnson in the first, DeMarvin Leal in the second, so they are all defense as well. We've only taken one offensive player in this mock draft, Bernard Raymond for the Seahawks. Well, these three teams are very needy on defense. So, Well, we're going to go offense now. Uh, with the yeah. Browns. <laughs> because Baker needs another receiver. Uh-huh. There is literally only one available at the top of the board because it's, like I said, it's literally all tight ends. Every player <clears throat> at the top is either a tight end or a linebacker. One, two, three, four, five, Ten of the top 11 players are either tight ends or linebackers. <laughs> but there is one receiver, and it's Calvin Austin. Mm-hmm. Which is not the type of receiver they need uh, because he's a slot guy, and that's what Jarvis does. Uh-huh. But I, I feel like we have to he's Unless we... I mean, we can go linebacker. They don't need a tight end. They already franchised Njoku, and they have Hooper, too. Uh-huh. And uh, Harrison Bryant as well. Yeah. Uh, so, linebacker, though, we have a lot of options, like I said. Darian Beavers, Cincinnati. Leo Chanel, your guy out of Wisconsin. Uh, Channing Tindall from Georgia, and my guy, Troy Anderson, Montana State. Um, I mean, who do the Browns have at linebacker right now? They got JOK, right? And then who else? I don't even know who else they have. Uh, yeah, 
I can't remember. Uh, but my, I'm probably being biased, but I feel like Channing Tindall would be the guy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, Why not? I don't know. That's just, I feel like he's better than Beavers and Chanel. Even though I love Troy Anderson in Montana State, but Channing Tindall for the Browns. Uh, Darian Beavers goes the next pick to the Chargers. Alante Taylor for the Texans. Isaiah Likely to the Giants. Nick Benito for the Colts. Kirby Joseph for the Eagles. Ed Ingram for the Steelers. He, doesn't he get drafted the Steelers every every time? I think so. Marcus Jones for the Patriots. Josh Williams <laughs> for the Raiders. Jalen Widermeyer uh, for the Cardinals. Kate Otten. Cowboys. James Cook to the Bills. Calvin Austin to the Titans. Cam Taylor Britt for the Bucks, Rasheed Walker for the Packers, Kyle Phillips for the Niners, Leo Chanel to the Chiefs, Michael Wright uh, for the Bengals, Troy Anderson for the Broncos. God, that fits so well. <laughs> uh, Sam Williams to the Lions. So we actually do have some more picks uh, because the Browns and Ravens are projected to get compensatory third-round picks. So we do have one pick more for each of those guys. Um, again, the top three guys are tight ends. Dang, dude, we could have waited and got Quay Walker. He is the fourth-best player available. Oh, well. But we can get a Gotta wide get receiver. A we can get a wide receiver now. There is, again, just one, really, in the top ten available guys. And it is not a slot guy. It is an outside receiver. It is Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama. So I think that's the home run slam dunk pick. Yeah, I like him there for the Browns. And the Ravens are the next pick. Uh, they don't need a tight end. <laughs> but this sets up nicely because we filled their first three needs. Um, and we can fill their, la their fourth one too. Interior offensive line. Um, so it's not a tackle to fill Villanueva's shoes, but it is an interior guy because they need that as well. Uh, best guy available is the guy I think we should go with, Cole Strange out of Chattanooga. All right. Played very well at the Senior Bowl. Versatile. He played center at the Senior Bowl, which he had never played in his career. Um, but he did nice. He did a nice job of it, so... Interior mm -hmm. versatility can play all three spots. Saints go Jeremy Ruckert, Tyreek Smith for like the Dolphins, that. Martin Emerson for the Chiefs, <clears throat> and then the Rams go Spencer Burford. Interior offense line out of UTSA. So our picks Seahawks, Ahmad Gardner, a Cincinnati corner. Uh, Browns at 13, edge rusher Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State. Ravens at 14, David Ojabo, edge out of Michigan. Seahawks back-to-back -back 40 and 41. They get uh, linebacker Christian Harris out of Alabama and off to tackle Bernard Raymond out of Central Michigan. The Browns at 44, DeMarvin Leal, interior defensive line from Texas A&M. 45, the Ravens go Kyler Gordon, corner out of Washington. Seahawks at 72, Drake Jackson, edge out of USC. Uh, 76, Ravens, Fidarian Mathis, interior defensive line out of Alabama. 
78, the Browns go Channing Tindall, linebacker out of Georgia. 98, Browns, Jalen Tolbert, wide receiver out of South Alabama. And 99, Ravens, Cole Strange, interior offensive line out of Chattanooga. I thought the uh, Ravens really, it, the board worked for them the, the entire draft. Uh, it just seemed like every time they came up, their needs fit exactly what was what the board had. So I think they probably were the best one we had. Yeah, and I think the Browns were probably the worst. They had the most reaches, I think, out of all of our yeah. picks tonight. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So, Chris, did you post the uh, the last one? No, I didn't have the time to today, so I'll get them out tonight so, or in the morning. So we'll have our, our Monday show and our Friday show on our social media Sometime. <laughs> Sometime uh, within the next couple of days. Uh, but next Friday show will not be next week. It will be two weeks before we have another Friday show. Uh, because I will be in Panama City Beach next Friday. So I will not be available nice. um, for spring break. Uh, but the next Friday show we will be doing is uh, off-season week six. We'll be breaking down, I don't know, even by the time we do the next Friday show, I mean, free agency might be done at that point. There <laughs> might uh, be a few, like, second-tier <laughs> deals or something like that. Yeah, because <coughs> that'll be a, a week, almost a week and a half after free agency starts. Um, uh-huh. So Yeah, we'll, we'll handle all the major ones on the Monday show. Yeah, on, on the next two. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll you'll be doing continuing our mock draft series. Patriots and Raiders, numbers twenty one and twenty two draft slots on the next Friday show. I was surprised, man. We got that done in uh relatively quick timing. I, I thought it was pretty good anyways. Yeah. Um don't forget I, I mean after the big trades we kind of blew through everything else pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to follow us on all our social media uh, at FAA Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. FAAPodcast.com uh, is our website. You can check us out here on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Facebook as well. Um, negotiating window coming up on Sunday, so money will be flying everywhere this weekend, Sunday into Monday, and we'll have it all wrapped up for you on the monday show when does free agency actually begin though wednesday wednesday march 16th yeah i'm waiting to see uh i'm waiting to see another frank gore scenario (laughs) where he agreed and then decided to switch his mind at the last minute yeah we shall see all right chris thank you sir and we will see you back on monday see you monday